2: Recorded live. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay? Turn it around. Did your mom
0: cut the crust off your peanut butter and jelly sandwich? <laughs> that is so gay.
3: Oh, yeah? How would you like it if I said that's so guy who makes fun of other people's sandwiches mostly because he secretly tells to them and who also has ketchup on his face? Okay, jeez. Sorry.
4: Wait, do I seriously have ketchup on me? When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Brought to you by Glisten and the Ad Council.
5: Arr! We be under attack! Man the long nine! Here be boarded. Flagship sucker go! What? No,
4: not
3: by the enemy flagship, by garbage! The beautiful ocean be full of it these days. Many of folk don't know that when they throw their trash on the ground, it eventually makes its way into the ocean. So lend
0: us a hand by always recycling and disposing of your trash properly. And learn more what you can do to keep
2: the ocean
3: healthy at KeepOceansClean.org. Brought to you by the Keep Oceans Clean Alliance and the Ad Council.
2: You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. <laughs>
3: Happy day. happy day, oh, a happy, day. happy day, when Jesus wore oh, war. when he wore when Jesus Happy
6: day.
3: Oh, happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, when of oh, 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 war. Oh, windy war. When of war. What the dream the way a happy day. Happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus wore, oh, when he wore, when Jesus wore, he was to be in the way. Happy day. Oh, happy day.
2: twenty two. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. Whither the tribes go
7: up, the tribes of the Lord unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of
2: the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls, and prosperity
7: within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord
2: our God, I will seek thy good. in a room. This is Morning Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. And good morning.
8: <clears throat> this is the Early Morning the Program. Morning Inspirations here. <coughs> Excuse me, on Sunday. On a Sunday morning. Early Morning Gas Program.
2: Morning Inspirations here. On to You and Cam Radio. It's time now for our morning prayer. Dear
8: Father God, we come before you this morning to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for one more day. Thank you, Lord, for for another chance.
2: Forgive us any sins, Lord, that we've done. No one unknowingly. but Lord we, we just say thank you. Lord, we, we come before you boldly for chance to lift up those, Lord, who who don't know your partners is we lift up those, Lord, hospitals and hospice and nurses everywhere. And we also lift up the caretakers. We lift up our men and women in uniform, our, our EMTs, our, our uh, police officers, and firefighters. We lift up those, Lord. Our pastors and ministers who are going to get ready to uh, preach your word this morning. Lord, we lift up to you as well. Lord, we lift up those, Lord, our men and women in uniform serving our country. We lift up our leadership, Lord. From the, from the house of the facilities to this house, Lord I so we to say thank you. So we lift up those lord who who are in need those those lord who are homeless those lord who who are destitute those those lord who who women who ran away from home young women ran away or been abducted placed as uh, sex slaves. We lift them up here as well, Lord. Lift up those Lord. Our seniors. Lift up our school children. We, we we lift them up here as well, Lord. We lift up our family, our friends, our church family, our neighbors, Lord, our pastor and his family. We we lift up those who are having birthdays and wedding anniversaries today, Lord. We lift them up and we pray that there that that this day would be a very wonderful wonderful one for them, Lord. We lift up those, Lord. Victims of the that mass shooting at that the college, Lord. Give them, give them the family and those who survived, Lord. Give them the strength to conquer this be we, we, we lift up every college, every school, every, every college and every school, from K to 12 to every college, you know, university, and community college, Lord. We lift them up, up to you as well, we pray they will be safe, safe this week, with no, no hurt, harm, and danger. Uh, we lift up our poor as well. Thank you, Lord, for all these many blessings. We lift up Vanessa to you, Lord. This house to you, Lord. We lift up the Topshire and your family. We thank you, Lord, for all these many blessings. We thank you, Lord you in our prayer Thank you Lord In Jesus name we pray Amen And Amen We'll see you at the top of the hour For more Gospel Inspiration of Music Now The D. James Kennedy Classic Kennedy Classics with Dr. D James Kennedy
0: Welcome to Kennedy Classics Thank you for joining us I'm Jerry Newcomb
4: and I'm Jennifer Cassidy. Well, it's that time of year again. Summer has flown by, the swimming pool will be closing soon, football is starting up, and it's time for your children and grandchildren to begin hitting the books again as school gets underway. But what kind of education are they getting?
0: Our nation spends more money per capita than any country on earth for education. But over time, we're seeing less positive results government spending and involvement have not worked, and yet the government has plans to take over even more of your child's education through the controversial Common Core Standards. We'll investigate that on today's program.
4: Plus, we'll provide a great resource available only through this ministry that takes this challenge head-on and tells us what we can do about it. But first, let's hear from my father, the late Dr. D. James Kennedy, who understood how vital it is that children get a Christian education as much as possible. Here's his classic message from 1993 called Training Your Children.
9: In the 1400s, janissaries were the name given to the children of Christians who were abducted by the Ottoman Turks in the Byzantine empire and from Constantinople. Now by 1453, these janissaries who had been taken as young children and had been taught the doctrines of Mohammedanism and had been then, when they grew older, taught the, the arts of warfare, according to the Ottoman Turks. The janissaries were part of the army of Mohammed II that surrounded the remaining bastion of Christian influence, Constantinople. They had taken, the Turks had taken all of Byzantium except the capital city. And in 1453, they surrounded that city. A siege of many weeks took place. Finally, in utter weariness, the defenders were no longer able to defend the city and the the Ottoman Turks broke through the wall. And uh, as the defenders were endeavoring to flee out the back of the city, Mohammed II, who was in charge of the Ottoman army, decided that the Janissaries, the children of the Christians, 20,000 strong, armed with uh, shining blades, should lead the charge. And so these 20,000 Once children of Christians, now fanatical soldiers of Islam, attacked the defenders. And many hundreds and hundreds fell in agony and died in the despairing posture of their fall, stricken, smitten by the hands of their own
2: children. Janissaries might come. Now, so what do you say?
9: Well, there are Janissaries yet among us today. Not this time abducted by the Ottomans, but by the humanist schools of our own country and taught the doctrines of atheism and godlessness and immorality, they have often gone back to oppose vehemently the teachings of their own parents. And many a parent has said, what has happened? Where did I go wrong? How could my child have so completely turned his back and what, on what I taught him? when he was just a little boy. Well, he has learned well from his teachers in school. And this struggle for the minds and hearts of young people has been going on for a good while. And now it's almost complete in the public schools. Listen to the writings of Bronson, one of the humanists. Socialist educators of America, what was their plan? What was it that they were trying to do? Wasn't it just to provide a more progressive and more excellent education for our students? Well, listen to the words of one of their own leaders. Quote, the great object was to get rid of Christianity. And to convert our churches into halls of science, Reminds me of the Soviet Union. The plan was not to make open attacks upon religion, although we might belabor the clergy and bring them into contempt where we could. Does that sound familiar? But to establish a system of state national schools from which all religion was to be excluded. The plan, has been successfully pursued, and the whole action of the country on the subject has taken the direction we sought to give it. From the works of Orestes
2: Bronson, 1828. battle is longstanding, my friends.
9: When John Adams was the second president of the United States, A study of the educational level of America demonstrated that not only one American in a thousand could not read and write neatly. Today, there are almost 24 million illiterates in America. Almost 24 million illiterates in this country. Now, these are people that couldn't read the instructions on a bottle of medicine if their life depended on it, and sometimes it does. They can't read a map or a road sign. They can't look up a name in a telephone directory. They can't read the names of products in grocery stores or drug stores. They are almost incapable of living in the modern world. This is what has happened, been one of the results of uh, ridding our schools of God. Today we hear a great deal about values clarification. And sad to say, many parents have never figured out what that is. Well, let me tell you very simply. It means that children are taught to make up their own moral standard, anything that they want that's important to them, and then to live by that standard. Whether that's following the golden rule or snatching persons is not relevant because the teachers can't tell them that anything is wrong or right because nothing is wrong or right. Everything
2: is relative. So today, we have almost 24 million
9: illiterates and millions more of young people who have never been taught any moral standard whatsoever. And yet, our The founder of this country, George Washington, said something which we need to hear over and over again. I've quoted it before. Let
2: me quote it once more. He said, Let us with caution indulge the supposition
9: that morality can be maintained without religion. Let us be cautious to indulge that supposition. That you could have morality without religion—it's never happened.
2: Anybody can make up a moral code, getting people to live by it. That's a horse
9: of several different colors. Goes on to say, whatever may be conceded to the influence of refined education on the minds of peculiar structure, reason and experience both forbid us to expect that national morality can prevail in exclusion of religious principle. Thus said George Washington, the father of our country, and we have attempted, supposedly our schools, to do just that, and the results have been catastrophic. Humanists have been very busy, and they have been turning our students into janissaries of their own right here, Broward County, Coral Springs, kindergarten, about two years ago. Little Johnny, and this is a true story, little Johnny goes off to kindergarten for the first day. When he comes home from school, his mommy, of course, asks him, Well, honey, what did you learn in school today? He said, I learned that you can't even prove that Jesus Christ ever existed. First day of kindergarten in Broward County? Ah, my friends, they don't waste any time
2: producing their
9: modern janissaries. How many parents? Where did I go wrong? I provided them the best education, sent them to Harvard. Ah, them to
10: Saudi Arabia in
2: 1450. want them to have a good financial future, so
9: they destroy their souls in the process. How many parents right here have sent kids to public schools and colleges because it was going to look good on their Vitae? Help them get a good job, only to find them
2: come back unbelievers who want nothing to do with your religion. Yes, there are many Janissaries among us. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it.
9: Now that involves us Beginning that training when they're just in the cradle. In the first few days and weeks of their lives, we begin to train them. And during those first months and early years, some of the most important training is being given. Training up a child. Certainly, one of the first names that a child should learn is the name of Jesus. And the first song he learns to sing ought to be Jesus loves me, this I know. me so, And he should hear the Bible read from the very earliest age. And children should see their parents pray and see that they are men and women of the word and they daily read the word of God. They should not hear them bickering and fighting all the time in their homes, but they should see that love dwells in their homes. They should see that these parents are truly concerned with the things that are talked about on Sunday, that they have a passion for lost men and women, that they have a desire to share the gospel and to live a godly life. Teach them
2: the commandments of God and teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And my friends, if we don't, our
9: old age, that will be the greatest heartbreak that we have. I've never seen any un- more unhappy people than fathers or mothers who have come to me
2: and said, where did we go wrong? We gave him everything. Now, he turned his back completely on everything we believe. Yes, they gave him everything Christian education. Father, you've told us to train up a child in the way that
9: he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Lord, help us to disciple our children, to train them up, to teach them the tenets of our holy faith, to bring them to love and trust Jesus Christ, and to go out and be good soldiers under the banner of Christ, our King. In Christ's name we ask, amen.
4: I am a testimony to the importance my father placed on Christian education for all ages. He wrote an important book for new Christians that we'd like to send you, entitled Beginning Again, which teaches you how to study the Bible, how to pray, and how to find a church home. Please write to us or call our toll-free number and ask for Beginning Again. As part of President Obama's Race to the Top education initiative, Dozens of states are now implementing the so-called common core educational standards in schools. But controversy abounds. Our own Dr. Jerry Newcomb and John Rabe take a closer look.
0: With students heading back to
11: school, educational standards have been in the news lately. President Obama has touted his system of standards that most are referring to as common core for several years now. For the first time in a generation, nearly every state has answered our call to raise their standards for teaching and learning. What are these standards, the improvement the President claims they are? Or are they a top-down exertion of federal power that will
0: ultimately undermine education? Our own John Reid joins me today to talk about the so-called Common Core standard. Well, John, how could Common Core be controversial? The idea here is let's have a standard that will apply for the whole country,
11: not just any individual state. Yeah, and and what could be controversial about supposedly raising standards? Well, there is controversy, and and believe me, it is controversial. In fact, President Obama doesn't even use the term common core anymore because it's become considered so toxic. Mm -hmm. But one of the questions is, is, does this actually raise the standard? There's quite a bit of doubt about that. And there's doubt about the fact that this is a top-down, one-size-fits-all solution that Washington is essentially imposing on the
0: rest of the nation. Who's in Action's own education expert, Dr. Karen Gushta,
12: tells us more about who is
0: behind the push for Common Core standards.
12: Those who are promoting Common Core, I think, have one basic characteristic in common, and that is that they all believe that education should be controlled by central planners, that education is best uh, kept in the hands of bureaucrats and government officials, and that education should follow the goals of the United Nations Document the Education for All Act.
0: We can start to see where the controversy comes from. We all get nervous when the United Nations puts its fingerprints on things having to do with our children. Now, our founders gave us a system where things were localized. I mean, even at the time of the founding, schools were basically voluntary and they were usually run by the church.
11: Oh, and the education was doing great. That's right. And that's the thing that we have to recognize. Our founders set up a system because they recognized that the best government was local government. This common core situation is the furthest thing from that as you can get. In the Bible, God establishes various spheres of authority, and each of them have their own structure. Biblically, education actually falls under the sphere of authority of the family. It's the family, the parents, that are given the responsibility by God for educating their children. We see that in Deuteronomy chapter 6.
0: Even teachers
11: are basically in local parentis. They are in the place Place of the the parents. parents. Right. The parents can delegate that authority, but it belongs to the parents. What you have here in Common Core is not only the parents not being in control of it, the local school district not being in control of it, not even the state being in control of it, but really the federal government and even beyond to an international level, the United Nations being involved in it. That's as far uh, away from parental control as you can get. That's
0: scary. Well, in addition to being a top-down approach, there are concerns about the content of Common Core. According to many reports, the standards leave out the backbone of Western civilization.
12: A close examination of the standards themselves shows a very, very clear bias against Christianity. And it's shown, it shows up in what's left out, in what's omitted from the standards. So we don't have works from Christian authors. We don't have works from key authors e- even in the history of Western civilization that we count like Augustine or Milton. We don't have uh, accounts from the Bible. We don't have... Any references to the Genesis account of creation, instead, the kinds of uh, textbooks that are being written to line up with these Common Core standards, they'll resort to including something like a Navajo creation myth, and students have no, will have no exposure to the vital and rich heritage that Christianity has uh, has given.
0: It's the Judeo-Christian tradition that has undergirded Western civilization. And if you lose the root, you lose the fruit. John, do you think that this is probably one of the biggest single problems of Common Core? It's the sin of omission. It's what it leaves
11: out, not what it puts in. Many of the people who have studied this issue have said that's exactly the problem, that rather than raising the standards, you're actually lowering the standards because instead of the great facts and the great truths that are the backbone of Western civilization, It's substituting relativism and multiculturalism. And when you lose that objective perspective that shows that this is a society, a Western democracy, and a civilization that's built on freedom, and freedom that flows from biblical truths that end up in our Constitution and in our Declaration of Independence. When you lose that, you're in danger of losing everything.
0: Yeah, see, the Bible itself, I think, is what ends up on the cutting room floor in this particular scenario. And here, the leading atheist in the world, Richard Dawkins, who doesn't believe in the Bible, and yet in the book, The God Delusion, he said, you're culturally illiterate if you're not familiar with the Bible. The
11: Bible as literature is terrific. That's an amazing point. Think about that. Richard Dawkins, the most virulently anti-Christian in the world, uh, at least in terms of Christianity as a religion. Mm -hmm. And even he says, oh, but you do need to read and understand the Bible because it's just part of being culturally literate. That's something that's being lost already in our educational system. Common Core enshrines that and makes it permanent. It's almost like Common Core is taking political correctness in education to the next level.
0: So the standards may not improve education as claimed, but the push has been intense. So, who stands to benefit from the implementation of Common Core?
12: There are big corporations who have interest in getting control of this curriculum and influencing these decisions. And so Pearson and Gates and Microsoft, all of these large mega corporations have their hands in the pie as well. The ones who are left out of the picture are parents and teachers. John, that reminds me
0: of
11: the old statement
0: follow the money.
11: It's always instructive to see who might stand to benefit. And in this case, the Gates Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates, have also donated, by some estimates, $2.3 billion to furthering the Common Core standards. Oh, and by the way, it just so happens that schools across the country will have to upgrade their software. And their computer hardware uh, when the common core standards become official it seems like the, the children are the biggest losers here as far as the education in the future that's right you take a top-down approach a bureaucrat run approach a one-size-fits-all approach and try to apply it to every child in America mm. uh, that's not the way to educate and every educational expert will tell you that rather than making these children more college ready you're making them more uniform Some have said that you're actually creating drones for the uh, new global economy, worker drones. Whatever happens with them, there's no way to give them the sort of personalized attention that an education really should give them. And those who are homeschooled or private schooled are not going to be exempt from this because all of the standardized testing that even they go through, the SAT test, the ACT test, in order to go to college, all of that is going to be geared towards the Common Core standards as well. So it's going to touch everyone. That, I think, is the single most disturbing aspect
0: of the whole thing. This one-size-fits-all and the fact that homeschooled
11: and children going to Christian schools, they're not exempt. Bureaucrats as far away as you can get from your children making very intricate and specific educational decisions for your children. That's not the way that education is supposed to work, and that's not the way that God designed education.
0: Why has education done so badly in the last generation or so in America, by and large? It's because we've forgotten God. And it seems to me with Common Core, God is not even on the radar screen. And yet the Bible
2: says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. John, thanks for joining
11: us. Thank you for having me, Jerry.
4: It's amazing how some things may seem innocent enough on the surface, but when you look at the facts, you see warning signs. The Common Core standards were passed off as the work of the individual states. But what we've seen is that they were actually developed behind closed doors with little input from education specialists and no input from the parents and local school districts. Our nation's classrooms are being used as test tubes for experiments on our children. These standards haven't been field tested and now several states are pulling out after the people have risen up in opposition to Common Core. Change can still happen, but time is running short, and it will require people like you and me to know the issues and be willing to speak up about them. Because of that, we commissioned our own educational specialist, Dr. Karen Gushta, whom you just heard from, to write a short, easy to read, fact-filled exposé on the Common Core standards. It's called The Truth About Common Core. And for a limited time, we're sharing this crucial new book with you as our way of saying thank you for your generous donation of any amount to the ongoing work of our ministry. Write to us at Box 6056, Albert Lee, Minnesota, 56007. Or call toll-free, 888-334-9762. Or go online to truthinaction.com. As you just heard, your children or grandchildren won't be exempt just because they're homeschooled or private schooled. The Obama administration is exerting tremendous influence on the state to adopt these standards across the board. If your children or grandchildren are in school, or you know people whose kids are, you need to get this book and be informed. Secrecy has enabled this agenda to flourish but the secret ends here. We'll send you this exclusive booklet, The Truth About Common Core, for your generous donation of any amount for a limited time. Write to us at Box 6056, Albert Lee, Minnesota, 56007, or call toll-free, 888-334-9762, or go online to truthinaction.org.
0: Some of you can give a gift of $20, $30, or even $100 or more. Whatever you choose to send, your gifts are very helpful to the ongoing work of this ministry, and we thank you. They help us get the truth out on vital issues like this. Where else in the media are you hearing the facts on this from a biblical perspective? So please, be sure to send a generous gift today and request this book by name, The Truth About Common Core.
4: Thank you for joining us. And may God bless you as you stand with us.
0: And may God bless America with
2: repentance
0: and a new national
2: awakening. A video of today's program is available on DVD for your
7: gift to this ministry of any amount. So please, call, write, or log on
5: to our website today. Next week on Kennedy Classics. The American media is determined to whitewash Islam, to explain away every incident of Islamic violence.
12: Even as a Muslim, if I want to, as a physician, treat the problem, you know, I can't treat
2: a problem that we're not discussing. That's next week. This has been a production of Truth in Action Ministries. The Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
6: I okay. change.
7: your pin number and don't leave your school bag lying around where it can become a temptation to someone else if you have something stolen report the situation immediately the sooner you tell someone the better the chance you'll get it back visit ncpc.org to learn more about how to prevent school theft that's ncpc.org a message from the US Department of Justice National Crime Prevention Council and the Ad Council
5: Welcome to Bible Q&A with John MacArthur. There are many warnings in Scripture directed at people who tamper with God's Word. Revelation 22: 18 and 19 say, "If we're to add to or take away from the words of that book, God will take away our part from the tree of life and from the holy city." Well, that's a serious warning, John. What kind of violation did the Apostle John have in mind there? Well, it's not very difficult to interpret that, actually, Denny. It is very straightforward. What it says is simply that if you delete anything from the Scripture, that means from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, or if you add anything to the Scripture, saying here is another revelation, more revelation, new revelation, the severity of the judgment is that you will not possess eternal life. You will have no part in the tree of life, which is in the holy city of the eternal state, because you won't be a part of the Holy City at all. The seriousness of this warning is overlooked by so many people. There are people who repeatedly push the delete button when it comes to Scripture, and it doesn't take long to start. There are some people who deny the truthfulness and the veracity, for example, of Genesis 1 and 2, the account of creation. There are some people who deny the second coming of Christ, as it's laid out in the book of Revelation, and then there are folks who deny all kinds of things in between. Then there are those people who think they have received a revelation from God, that God is still speaking to them, revealing himself, and thus they add to the once for all faith delivered to the saints. A very serious thing to take God's word and remove it or to add to it. This is Bible Q&A with John MacArthur, Bible teacher and author of the best-selling MacArthur New Testament Commentary Series. For more in-depth teaching from Revelation, visit MacArthurCommentaries.com.
8: Well, howdy! Thanks for coming to Big Bubba's. We got a mess of used cars. What can we do for you? Uh, We're looking for um, something cute. Well, here's a beauty, a 99 model with a moon roof. As a bonus, we'll throw in a leaking gas tank. You can be driving and kaboom! Adds that zing of excitement.
5: You got any other cars? Wouldn't it be great if you could be warned of life's risks? If you have diabetes, you can. There's a simple blood test called A1C that can help measure your risk of complications from diabetes. Why is it important? Because more than 600 people every day die from diabetes and its complications. If your A1C is above 7, your doctor can show you how to lower it. If you have diabetes, know your risk, know your A1C, ask your doctor or for more information go to www.diabetesa1c.org or call 1-877-TEST-A1C brought to you by the American Diabetes Association, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation International and the Ad Council.
0: This is Morning Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
8: The voice level Moore in days of Elijah before Whitney Houston she was the voice it's now giving you a time check at 20 minutes 20 minutes before the hour we'll be right back so stay tuned are all high school diplomas
6: equal
5: Christianity in the Classroom Attorney David Gibbs Jr. has one more story illustrating that your faith is often not welcome in school.
7: A pastor called the Christian Law Association because his son had just been told to leave the college he was attending. This young man had done nothing wrong. The public college the boy was attending decided that the credits he had earned in his Christian high school were not going to be accepted by them as valid. Attorneys at the Christian Law Association helped the young man find another method of proving to this college that he was properly educated. Making sure that the high school your child attends has some level of appropriate review or accreditation reduces the likelihood of this happening. Please call the Christian Law Association if you have any questions.
5: As always, Attorney David Gibbs, Jr. has given us plenty to think about. And since this issue isn't going away soon, stay tuned for further updates here on The Legal Alert, a ministry of the Christian Law Association and this station. And take advantage of the free legal resources waiting for you online now at ChristianLaw.org. That's ChristianLaw.org.
4: If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, it would start pretty normal, like this. But, but then, then, right around here, her life would take a bad turn with her mother abusing her.
6: And about this far end, Nikki would drop out of high school and run away.
4: Here, yeah. she'd be forced to work two jobs struggling to support herself.
6: And her daughter.
4: She'd feel stuck, stuck. 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 But then, she'd decide to earn her GED diploma.
8: She'd take my
4: prep classes. Study every night and feels unstuck because she finally hears someone say
7: Nikki Baker come up and get your GED diploma
4: if this radio spot for Nikki Baker's life the ending wouldn't be the ending at all it would be the beginning of a brighter future for free info about GED test prep classes, call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation
6: and the Ad Council.
1: On today's Creation Moments Minute, we look at how fireflies produce their life. To make a flash, fireflies must make and mix a chemical called luciferin with an oxygen and enzyme called luciferase. This mixture is combined with a catalyst to create the flashes of light. Firefly flashes are used for finding a mate. Fireflies are able to read the light signals of other fireflies. These signals may contain several messages. Some flashes can tell a firefly whether the sender is one of his species. Light flashes are also used to identify whether the sender is a male or a female. And if it's a female, the flash can also identify whether she is already mated with another firefly. This is another example of the unlimited creativity and extravagance of our Creator God. The same beauty of the firefly that creates wonder in the child should also fill us with wonder at the limitless imagination of God. For Creation Moments Minute, I'm Darren Martin.
5: Baby, you can drive my car. Hi, I'm Edward James Olmos. I'm here to talk to you about RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Think about it. You have choices that you can make in your life. Good choices and bad ones. Drinking and driving, bad choice. Why? The life you may take may even be your own. Think about it. Drinking and driving doesn't mix. Get a designated driver.
6: A public service
12: announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAB, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
11: Looking for a lift?
7: Experience A Seed from the sore with Michael Guido of Metter, Georgia.
9: A prodigal became a Christian, and he said to his sister, Mary, I've got a new heart. Show me, she answered. And that's what the Bible says. Show forth his salvation from day to day not only on Sunday, but also Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You're to show it by your life. Witnessing is more than what you say, it's what you are. A girl was asked, under whose preaching were you converted? My mom's practicing, she answered. That's showing your religion
7: from day to day by lip and by life. For your free copy of Doctor Guido's daily devotional, Seeds from the Sower, write the Sower, Metter, Georgia 304-39.
4: Visit us on the web at thesower.com.
7: This is Morning Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
13: And I'm sorry. I don't want to live in rebellion to you anymore. I ask you to forgive me. And tonight I open my heart. And I invite you into my life. To be my Savior. And my Lord. I believe. Jesus. You are the Son of God. I believe. You died for me. I am saved! I am saved! I am
14: saved! Oh, let me ask you, friends, in closing tonight have you done this? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you come to that obedience of faith? Have you come to that place of true repentance and true faith? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken must- you your sin? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Are you trusting alone tonight in Jesus Christ for your salvation? For there is no other way. There is no other message. For there is no other way. There is no other message. Oh, come to Him. Come to the Savior tonight. Come to Him just as you are. Come to Him in your sin. Come to Him in all your needs. Cast yourself upon His mercy and upon His infinite grace. Cast yourself upon His mercy and upon His infinite infinite grace. Cast yourself wholly to Him. And you too will enter into that joy of sin forgiven, peace with God, and eternal, abundant life through Jesus Christ, our Lord.
6: I say thanks.
8: Right here Talk to you In general radio God bless you we we'll see you At a church near you And right back here On Sunday night For Nature time. Good evening And have a wonderful And blessed Sunday